0: And get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code EATER for 10% off your purchase. If you're 21 or older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online. They ship directly to most states or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco.
1: Some meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newharth, and today we're joined by Stephen Rinella, Brody Henderson, Seth Morris, Hayden Samick, Corey Calkins, Marge Smith, Randall Williams, Sam James, and Savannah Ashore. Now, Savannah, this is your first time on the show, so tell folks what you do here at Meat Eater.
2: I'm the director of publishing at Meat Eater, and that means I work on our print book projects as well as Campfire Stories, our audiobook series. Mm.
1: How do you feel about your chances at Meat Eater trivia?
2: Very, very bad. I tried to get out of this.
1: Steve, you know Savannah well. How do you think she's going to do? First, I'll say that
0: when it comes to book publishing, Mm -hmm. me and Brody and Savannah are like nuts on a dog. Like a three-nutted dog. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And you've added a fourth nut lately, (laughs) right? And we've grown a fourth, mm-hmm. but about Medita Randall, how do you think she's going to do? Well, here's the deal. Uh, Savannah, admittedly, had, the, what, here's what makes Savannah a great collaborative partner: mm. is she looks at everything with a fresh eye. Okay, she's not biased by past knowledge. Savannah has Steve told you this before. <laughs> this
2: is a beautiful way of describing me. Um,
0: she, she said it's just in one ear. It's the information comes in. Okay, she works on so many books. And that's what she's done her whole career. Uh huh. It comes in. There's no place for it to live.
2: One hundred percent. She's it, not like it gets
0: worked on and uh, then it leaves. Okay. She's not like
3: that's not the way you hunt deer.
2: No. <laughs> so this, it would it would drag me down to have to just store that information just, she's,
0: a, she's, she's done ghost uh-huh. for in her past publishing it's, there's no room for it all just to be clear this is a
1: compliment you're giving her that it's yeah. Yeah, okay, able, to, it able to
0: she's able to very quickly uh-huh. immerse herself into a world mm-hmm. look at it from the perspective of a non-insider find out what makes sense what works what needs better explanation and then a vacuum apparatus of some sort <laughs> uh
3: and it's on sucks to the next it back thing. Out.
2: The vacuum, <laughs> the vacuum is my brain. What? Mm. Very,
3: very Since she's worked on so much meteor stuff, there's a chance <clears throat> some of it may be back Uh-oh. there in the back of her head, I and it might like, help her out. Yep, mm.
0: Her homunculus, mm. may have trapped some information. Remember this, okay. Savannah? But I'm mostly saying it because this is what <laughs> Savannah was saying. I had to basically beg her to come down here, mm. and I'd sort of got her to come down under the idea that she would be on my team. Oh. But that idea wasn't well received.
1: Shot down immediately yeah. by Hayden, Brody, Seth. They Brody didn't like it. Like it. At all. No. I
0: keep thinking like I'm gonna come down here and I don't know. Brody will have like you know like you, you'll hit like your pension. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Like he gets a certain age. Uh huh. You know I mean like I, like he'll be like, be like, oh no, Brody retired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not yet. <laughs> he's got like no your man. He's got like a gold watch and shit. I don't know. But every time I come down
1: here, like there he is, sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Same place. Now, yep. It's I was not like, lost. I was like, he didn't retire. <laughs> it's not lost on me, Steve, that you've got like the whole book publishing team in town. Does that mean something? You got anything to share? Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. We got a lot of projects. So we got a new.
0: We got a new title coming out. Uh, we have an activity for uh, a great activity book. It's like an activity book, but it's an educational manual. Mm. If you want, if you wish, your kids knew all the shit you don't know, you'd get them this book. So this is for kids and adults? No, it's for it's for. A wide swath of kids. Okay. Catch a crayfish, count the stars. When does that come out? I don't know. When's it come out? May? We're done with it. Very soon. May, June?
2: Uh, June of next year.
0: It's for. No, oh, June of this year.
2: I'm sorry, June of this year. So
0: I have, my kids are 8, 10, and 12. It's mm-hmm. very appropriate for all of my kids. It'd be appropriate for kids a bit younger, and my 12 year old definitely hasn't aged out of it, but it's like, it's the whole world. Put into these things they like activities they can do. Mm-hmm. Some you know, if you're not careful, your kid might cut his finger off or something. So you got to be, you got to exercise caution. Some they can do on their own. Some they'll need some help with. We loaded it with all of the requisite warnings. Um, but if you want your kid to understand the planet and their place in it, and like what's going on around them,
1: um, this is the a book you ought to buy for him. Love it. Is it safe to assume that there is always a book in the works oh, multiple eater? titles multiple. always in the works, so like this this one that's coming out the kids activity book, how long has that been in the works? like ten years, I don't know I'm joking, <laughs> but long I time. I mean we started working on it a year and a half
3: ago probably. as soon as we finished
0: the wilderness skills book, yeah. we got into this one uh-huh, and then we got more we we're doing like a we're doing a a sportsman's atlas of America, mm-hmm. So if you wanted to be like, where exactly did Hugh Glass get killed? Um, it would point you to that place, and it would tell you it would what it looks like, what went on there, how you can go to probably the closest known spot to be like, where did Hugh like where did Hugh Glass get mauled by a grizzly bear? Mm-hmm. It'll help you pinpoint as close as possibly known. Where was Daniel Boone's first son killed? Where was Daniel Boone's second son killed? Um, and then other shit too, not just, not just old people like that. I'm just throwing that out as an example. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a thing, um, and, and Randall's working on this right now. Uh, we're working on a audio original that will be a complete, the story and ex and explanation of the long hunters and mountain men and all the market factors, what they did, like the real shit you want to know.
3: Yeah. Forgot about the cookbook.
0: Oh my yeah. goodness! It's a that's, lot of words. You guys, just right outdoor in. cookbook. Yeah, we're finishing an outdoor cookbook right now. It's so, like a follow up to the fishing game complete guide to, or not a complete guide. What the hell is that book called? It's The Mediator Cookbook. The follow up to the Mediator Cookbook. Are
1: any still and...
3: selling like hotcakes? Well, that's
1: our best selling title ever. Are any more of these releases in twenty twenty three? No. No. Just one, okay. and then
2: one more cookbook. The uh Daniel Pruitt yeah. Wild and Hole.
1: The Wild and Hole cookbook. That's
2: being finished up right now.
1: So many books Steve can't even remember them
3: all.
0: Well, and then uh it was just so people understand, uh the if you like the Close Calls series, mm-hmm. the audio original, the Meteor's Close Calls, that was that was Savannah's project. It's great. But all that information went out of her head. And
3: there's a volume three in the works. Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: Wow. Now Savannah, if you're not familiar, this is a ten round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there's a prize Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat this week. We're looking at Steve and Brody's performances when the other isn't playing. Ooh, I like this. Now, cuz Brody... like, The last time I was here, it was like a, it was like an observation of his. It wasn't right. A stat. It wasn't. But this is like Ma'am. a stat. Now, Brody has accused Steve of racking up wins when Brody isn't here, <laughs> and Steve has accused Brody of <laughs> racking up wins when Steve isn't here. Well, now we're going to get to the bottom of this. When Steve has played without Brody, he has won 8 of 10 times. When Brody has played without Steve he has won four of eight times. So 67% of Steve's meat eater trivia victories have happened without Brody playing and 33% of Brody's victories have happened without Steve playing. God, he really is better than, my, than I am. This is the <laughs> the advanced metrics revolution. Here. That's right. That means that Steve's winning percentage when Brody isn't here is 80% and his winning percentage when Brody is here is 29%. Brody's winning. Percentage, <laughs> can you knew that again. He knew that again. I mean, your winning percentage without Brody is 80%. Really? Your winning percentage with Brody is 29%. Brody's, Brody's winning percentage when Steve isn't here is 50%, and his winning percentage when Steve is here is 33%. Huh. Mm. Huh. This to me, one of the things you may not recognize, it sounds like Brody needs Steve to be here. To like sort of amp him up. It wakes him up. Yeah. That's right. I Helps get bo- his performance. I get bored. Because he's like, what's the fun? And what's the yeah. fun? And like,
3: beating Chester. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve Steve gets hyped up when Brody isn't here. And that's when he has his A game. Oh, dude, when Brody's here, I'm paying way more attention. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Does not help? We have some housekeeping to get to before we play. On last week's episode, we heard from a linguist on why Colorado is not only an acceptable pronunciation, but also the preferred one among locals. But Steve said that he will side with whatever John Denver says. So I went through <laughs> Denver's entire discography and found seven different songs where Colorado is in the lyrics. God, he really was on the—he was on like the payroll, the state, <laughs> aspect promotion. Those songs are I Guess I'd Rather Be in Colorado, Christmas Like a Lullaby, Whispering Jesse, The Harder They Fall, Durango Mountain Caballero, The Blizzard, and Steve's favorite sing-along, Rocky Mountain High. Play the clip, Phil.
3: Yep, yep.
4: High,
3: need to hear Chester cover that. Yep, yeah. yep. That's
0: what I thought. You feel good about that? I do. Now, and most people that live there live there because of Johnny Denver.
1: Okay, that's a good stat. <laughs> I like that. That's I'm some stats. Now, in all seven of Denver's songs that mention Colorado, he sings Rado instead of Rado. I couldn't even find one instance of Denver using the local pronunciation there's a reason for that. John Denver isn't a Colorado native. Denver, who was born as Henry John dorf in 1943 <laughs> was raised in Arizona. He went to college in Texas, then moved to Los Angeles and then moved to Minnesota. It wasn't until he was nearly 30 years old when he moved to Aspen, where he lived from 1970 to 1997. So when he huh. wrote Rocky Mountain High in 1972, he had only been a Colorado resident for two years. So Steve, does that change your stance at all uh-huh. on John Denver being the authority? Uh, tight. Okay. Uh,
0: what was John Wayne's last name? What was John Wayne like his real name is Marion? I
1: don't know. Doisendorf. I guess I'm the one guy with the computer. Here, right? <laughs> My kids like that cartoon. What's yeah. that cartoon? Yeah, <laughs> Marion Robert Morrison. Yeah, John Wayne's was like yeah, 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 he's kind of John Wayne. So you're sticking with Rado. Oh yeah. Okay. The Shelby Index for this round is a 4, so our winner should get 8 correct answers. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that?
0: Just tend to win Everything.
1: Question one, the topic is public lands, and as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these animals is not found in Yellowstone National Park? Mm -hmm. Is it garter snakes, wolverines, pelicans, or largemouth bass? Which of these animals is not found in Yellowstone National Park? Is it garter snakes, wolverines, pelicans, or largemouth bass? Savannah, just to be clear, there is one right answer, not multiple. One right answer in this bunch. Garter snakes, wolverines, pelicans, or largemouth bass. Does everybody have an answer? Me and Brody are tied. Okay. That's right. Everybody have an answer? Uh, Wait. Okay. Garter snakes, wolverines, (laughs) pelicans,
0: largemouth bass. Remember remember when Hayden was an emerging
1: threat? What do you call a declining threat? A receding threat. A receding threat. Okay. You ready, Hayden? (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying largemouth bass, Savannah saying pelicans, Hayden saying Wolverines, Brody large saying largemouth bass. Sam saying largemouth bass. Marge and Corey and Randall. Corey got it wrong. And Seth hey, saying largemouth bass.
3: Black bears.
1: He just wrote bass.
3: They need to be real worried about smallmouth these days, though. The
1: correct answer is largemouth
0: bass. You want to tell me, you want me to tell you a stat that'll sure. blow your mind. Let's hear it. <clears throat> In these ponds here about town? Uh-huh. Anything that has anything besides a rainbow or a cut was illegally introduced. Fishing game has never done perch, never done largemouth bass, mm. never done bluegill. It's all bucket biology. Or goldfish. They've never, never done, done it. goldfish. They've never done it. I thought at some point they were doing perch. They've never done perch. When it get when they find smallmouth, that's the threshold, then they nuke the waterway. Mm. But they'll, they'll, t- apparently, like, I guess somehow they'll tolerate the perch and stuff. But if you went down and threw
1: a smallmouth into the pond down the road here, they'd get mad. They're going to nuke it. Garter snakes are considered the most common reptile in Yellowstone. Pelicans regularly nest in the southern arm of Yellowstone Lake, and it's thought that there are about a dozen wolverines in the park with the last sighting happening in March of 2022. Largemouth bass are not found there, but smallmouth bass are threatening to make an appearance. The park has a strict catch-and-kill policy for any smallmouth caught within its boundaries. Question 2 the topic is anthropology. Roughly 1000 years ago, Native Americans invented America's oldest team sport that used balls made of deer hide. What is that sport? Roughly 1000 years ago, Native Americans invented America's oldest team sport that used balls made of deer hide. What's doing all what really is that sport? You think of Brody or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Quick answers from Steve, Hayden, Seth, Randall, not Brody. Sam. <laughs> Brody's still thinking. What was sports Brody? ball? Sports Brody ball. Faltering.
3: <laughs> Listen, man. Remember how I was ahead of you, and then I was behind you, and then I was ahead of you last time, and then you were ahead. I'm not worried.
1: One more time here. Roughly 1,000 years ago, Native Americans invented America's oldest team sport that used balls made of deer hide. What is that sport? Brody's like, geez, I was just a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? Marge, you good? Oh, I showed mine on accident. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying lacrosse. Savannah, you got to pick one, Savannah. Croquet or football? Which one is it? (laughs) Croquet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hayden sang lacrosse. Brody sang baseball. Sam sang lacrosse. March sang handball. Corey sang polo. Randall and Seth sang lacrosse. They got it. The correct answer is lacrosse. It's kind of like baseball. Mm-hmm. Bowl is a cool
4: idea, though.
3: Like Early
1: that. versions of the game featured matches that could last for days with hundreds of men on fields that were miles wide. For equipment, the sticks were made of wood, the balls were made of deer hide, and the nets were made of deer sinew. Oral traditions cite that the first ever lacrosse game was played between birds and mammals. Man, uh my wife for Christmas got us a this
0: little it's like a net. That you can turn your kitchen table into a ping pong table, Mm. dude. I'm obsessed, man. Really? Me and
1: my kids play every night. Really? Does it just stay on there for days sometimes? Yeah, I beat everybody around it. I beat everybody. (laughs) No, it it takes you get it off so fast. Um, I like it because
0: I just win. That's great. I beat my wife. I beat all my kids. You know, I might want to rephrase that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that (laughs) Uh,
1: Office 2.0 that opens this year is going to have a ping pong table, so we'll be able to test these claims. I had one I'm for addicted. years in my garage, and I gave it to the company, so it should show up in the new office. It's soon. there already. I'm oh, kicking great. around. Oh,
0: yeah. I can't decide, but I'm kicking around Like at what point you should buy
1: like a really nice paddle. Mm. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, Does it make a difference? For sure, yeah. Mm. And the panels have uh, ratings on them, like control and spin and speed and stuff like that. No, that's not where I'm at. Oh, what, what, I want one that says like, that
0: you'll hit it more often. Okay. He just wants <laughs> you one want a bigger one. <laughs> he, he wants one that
1: says Big
3: Steve on the paddle.
1: Okay. <laughs> question three, the topic is woodsmanship. This is our OnX Listener Question of the Week, which was won by Logan Estes. For sending this great question, Logan is going to get a one-year premium subscription to OnX. If you want a chance to win our Listener Question of the Week, then send it to Trivia at eater.com. This plant, which combines the name of a mammal with the name of a vegetable is said to smell like rotting meat. What is it? This plant, which combines the name of a mammal with the name of a vegetable, is said to smell like rotting meat. What is it? Quick answers. I'm having a
3: rough start here. What was the category?
1: (laughs) Woodsmanship. Quick answers from Steve and Seth and Hayden. Seth, you 100% know this?
4: I wouldn't say 100%, but I feel pretty good about
1: it. Okay. Brody, just look at him down there, man. Listen, <laughs>
3: <laughs> the heckling, I don't do it to you. <laughs> oh.
1: But I'm going to start. Okay. No, I'm quitting. <laughs> no need. You guys can trade sides here. Brody can heckle and you can be silent. It just like gets in my
3: head and then I can't think. It's unfair.
1: Go ahead. I, I Feel good? Does I'm, everyone else I'm have blanking. an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying skunk cabbage. Savannah saying dogwood. Hayden saying skunk cabbage. Brody, without an answer. Sam saying skunk cabbage. Marge saying corpse flower. I Cor- saying cattail. that. didn't follow the rules. I just, Randall saying <laughs> no. skunk cabbage. And Seth saying skunk cabbage. <laughs> they got it. The correct answer is skunk cabbage. It? We used play the, in that stuff all the time. I never, I never got the
3: dead, corpse, the corpse thing from it.
4: Yeah. Well, the... The corpse thing kind of threw me off because yeah. dead meat, that's what you said. Rotting right? meat. Uh, rotting meat. Yeah. Yeah. rotting, rotting meat. meat. My board's kind of
1: falling apart. Skunk cabbage has the unique ability to generate heat and melt snow, which allows it to emerge in early spring. This warm air helps carry the plant's foul odor and attract pollinators. Eastern skunk cabbage is found from Canada to Tennessee, and western skunk cabbage ranges from Alaska to California. Bears will dig that out and eat it. When it's young. Mm. Question four. The topic is cooking. What does MRE stand for? Quick answers from everyone in the room. This may be a 100% right question. Again, topic is cooking. What does MRE stand for?
3: working on per- perfect game over there huh uh-huh.
1: <laughs> does everybody have an answer
2: no no
1: okay hayden you might be the only one no nope. Oh, okay couple folks either. couple folks what does m r e brody at least you're not for? getting heckled by the host
3: now i can take the heckling
1: <laughs> i quit dude i'm
0: going back to being the silent killer mm. He ain't going to get it. Okay.
2: I'm not Maggie, you good? (laughs) I I don't know it.
1: (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying meals ready to eat. Savannah saying meal ready to eat. Brody without an answer. What? I'm sorry. Hayden without an answer. (laughs) Brody. Defensive. Sam saying meals ready to eat. Corey and Marge without an answer. Randall saying meal ready to eat. Seth saying made ready to eat. The correct answer is Meals Ready to Eat. Oh, so I'm the only one that got it. I got it. I got it. You had plural? The plural isn't important. Oh. If you got meal or meals. I'm not going to give it to Seth, though, who said Made Ready to Eat. Bummer, bud. This is a bummer. Although the Department (laughs) of the Defense began developing MREs in 1963, they weren't issued to soldiers until 1981. Early iterations of MREs were so unpalatable that soldiers created their own version of the acronym Meals Rejected by Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Others complained about the constipation they caused, which inspired another nickname, Meals Requiring
2: Enemas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Question five, the topic is woodsmanship. This next great question comes to us via Jari Jacobs. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. According to Dolbear's Law, Ooh. you can determine air temperature by counting the number of these in 15 seconds. What was the category again? Huh, tell me Woodsmanship. That According to Dolbear's Law, you can determine air temperature by counting the number of these in 15 seconds. We stumped huh. the room with this question. Dolbear's Law. How? Uh... Not giving any hints can determine air temperature by counting the number of these in 15 seconds is anybody coming up with an answer any guesses I I, I, I kind of know it but I kind of don't okay <laughs> Stephen Brody have you yet to write anything down I got
3: something written okay down.
1: you know it nope oh I do know it Hayden knows it nobody look Steve how's it going over
0: here oh just not good this is going to be a saving grace I was on a
1: perfect game buddy mm-hmm. until question 5 <laughs> which is according to Dolbear's law you can determine air temperature by counting the number of these in 15 seconds are you going to come up with anything I don't think so I mean I could, if you gave me all day I might <laughs> is everyone else who is going to come up with an answer have an answer
4: I mean I'll throw up something out okay. there but
1: Brody odds are you got this one right Oh, like 10%. Okay. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve without an answer. Savannah saying birds. Hayden saying cricket chirps. Brody saying echoes. Sam saying ice crystals. Marge saying birds. Corey saying thermometers. Randall saying <laughs> snowflakes. Seth saying Clouds. We have a correct answer in the it's room. Like we ain't telling temp- it's cricket chirps. It. Oh <laughs> man, that is so stupid. Yeah, Hayden. got it. How oh, could no, you cr- determine it? That's Eric- so stupid. Yeah. This that. law was formulated <laughs> by Amos Dolbear. Go outside in right now and tell me what the temperature is. Not a zero. It's I think
3: it's a, a summertime thing, name. man. <laughs> yeah, That's not what Spencer said. It sure said. doesn't work no on, uh, way. on Antarctica.
0: No way. I thought it was no a great question, bro. <laughs> no way. I'll call Doug Dern right I'm, now.
1: I'm telling you, it's <laughs> Dolbear's law. I'm Can we just cut the right. past two minutes and just do a new question? <laughs> now, this law that was, was formulated by Amos Dolbear in 1897. For the most part, his claim has proven to be fairly accurate. It's believed his experiments were done with (laughs) snowy tree crickets, but other types of crickets work as well. If you're solving for Fahrenheit, then you count the chirps in 15 seconds and add 40. If you're solving for Celsius, then you count the chirps in 8 seconds and add 5 i heard a lot now, of questions now, in I this never, game, Steve. I never said it's right. What's, what's the <laughs> no, law just that the talks about animal size with latitude? Uh, that's, not principle. that's not always accurate either, but it's still but a it's question. it's a legitimate yeah, principle. And this is a legitimate law. I thought it was really good. How can it le-
3: be sanitizer? legitimate if you're trying to take <clears throat> the air temperature in Antarctica?
1: You, or here, right now, or most anywhere. <laughs> you guys are getting too mad about the accuracy of it. It's Dolbear's Law. Dolbear's Law. You can argue with him who died in eighteen ninety seven. Oh. It's just like the Bergman's principle. I'm gonna get his bone I'm gonna dig his bones out and urinate out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Phil, we are halfway through the yeah, game so, of trivia. Yo, save that by <laughs> two, man. Give us the scoreboard update. Who got it right anyway? Uh, Hayden. Hayden. did. Yeah.
1: How would you
4: know
3: that? Dole bear's law.
1: I'm surprised it's I, I, actually I, I, not I, I, in your kid's turkey book. Hunting, actually. Uh, a kid's activity no, book. We would never I put said, something I like that I said
0: in quite that. clearly earlier that
4: it's just that you do want your kids
3: to know. <laughs> yeah. <that. okay. laughs>
4: Phil,
1: yes. scoreboard
3: update. Everyone
4: is on the board. We've got Savannah, Maggie, and Corey with one point apiece. Brody Henderson with two points. Seth and Hayden with three. And then we've got a three-way tie in first place between Steve, Sam, and Randall, who have four points. I I knew Randall would be a formidable Man, those guys
0: are being pretty quiet about how well they're doing.
3: That's how they should be.
1: (laughs) I think Randall's going to win. I mean, I've been dreaming of this my whole life. great. Now, Steve, this summer, maybe when you hear some crickets, go and do this experiment and see how accurate it is. What if you just buy some crickets and bring them with you everywhere you go? Oh, yeah, my kid's that. gecko
0: cage. That means about <laughs> 500 degrees all the
3: time.
0: <laughs> Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work. Get 15% off at TWC.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater. Okay. At TWC.health slash meat eater. Hey man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. With Mint Mobile's limited time deal, and get three months of premium wireless service for fifteen bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com/meateater. That's mintmobile.com/meateater. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com/meateater.
2: $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season... Liquidiv.com, and you use code MEATEATER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo
1: code MEATEATER at liquidiv.com. Question six, the topic is hunting. Name two of the top five states in America that kill the most geese. What kind of geese? All geese. This classifies all geese via the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Name two. Of the top five states in America that kill the most geese. Savannah, this is probably the furthest removed from your wheelhouse. What do you think the odds are that you're gonna get this one right? Zero. Zero, okay.
2: But I confidently wrote a couple of states. You got down. two
1: states written down? Yeah. All right. Does everybody else have an answer? Looking for two of the top five states in America. That kill the most geese. Steve, you good? No. I'm not. Everybody ready? Go I ahead know. and reveal your I answers. I know one of them. We have Steve saying North Dakota, South Dakota. What'd you cross out? Texas. Savannah saying Florida, Arkansas. Hayden <laughs> saying South Dakota, Kansas. Brody saying Maryland, Iowa. Sam saying Wyoming, Nebraska. Marge saying Wisconsin, North Dakota. Corey saying Louisiana, Alabama. Randall saying South Dakota, Minnesota. Seth saying South Dakota, North Dakota. The top five states are Texas, Minnesota, California, Maryland, and North Dakota.
0: Son I, of a bitch! I G- don't think. I, had it. I don't think
1: anybody got two of them. Most folks got one. Well, state. I did. Steve crossed <laughs> out Texas. <laughs> Most folks got one state, but not two. California Does that bugs, count man? cross it out? I don't think no. so. Texas leads the country in goose harvest, and they're followed by Minnesota in second, California in third, Maryland in fourth, and North Dakota in fifth. In Texas, the average hunter kills five geese in three days of field. The state also has the top five counties in America that kill the most geese, with most of them being located on the Gulf. Question seven, the topic is gear. This next great question comes to us via Douglas Carr. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Hunter's Specialties declared this tool, which is used to remove a deer's anal canal, (laughs) the best invention since the knife. Hunter's Specialties declared this tool, which is used to remove a deer's anal canal, the best invention since the knife.
4: You use one of these, Randall?
1: No, but I like imagining how it would theoretically work I for got me. one <laughs> as a joke.
3: I got one as a joke one time.
1: Some very confident answers in the room. I drew a picture of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, accept a picture of it. it. <laughs> you also need to have
1: what it's called.
0: Oh, I also put that I just for the room.
1: Can't think of it, huh, Steve? <laughs> and I'm going to be. Never I'm used just, one? Just <laughs> sh- Shut up a second, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a stickler on this one with uh, the answer Big Mouth Billy Bass. I let a lot slide, but this one, you need to have the exact name. Hunter's Specialties declared this tool, which is used to remove a deer's anal canal, the best invention since the knife. Steve, do you have anything written down? One word. Okay. Not the,
3: not the, oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) Dude, if I had just gotten that last one, it wouldn't matter that I can't get this one.
1: Ah, If only. And I know what you're talking about. I'll draw it for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a few folks have. Got Brody pointing to his watch, which is directed at Steve. Does everybody else have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve <laughs> saying rectum reamer. <laughs> <laughs> rectum reamer. Savannah saying... Tell him what I crossed out. He crossed out butt. <laughs> Savannah saying the anal scoop with the little TM uh, logo. <laughs> Hayden saying butt out. And he drew a... Um, mm do something a a popular graffiti (laughs) icon you can use your imagination Brody writing butt out Sam saying corkscrew Marge without an answer Corey saying butthole extractor (laughs) Randall and Seth saying butt out they got it the correct answer is butt out thank
4: you for that Corey (laughs)
1: <laughs> It'll live forever. <laughs> Did I get one for that? The butt out tool is. has been on the market for about 15 years. The plug was designed to keep hunters from splitting the pelvic bone or puncturing the bladder. Mm. Although it's often given as a gag gift, the 3,000 Amazon reviews for an average of 4.7 stars speaks for itself. Brody, have you used the tool that you got as a gag gift? Never. Okay. You think you ever will? No. I imagine they're not real popular on this side of the Missouri River. I I mean, I don't know anyone who's ever used one. Question eight. The topic is fishing. What type of shark is responsible for the second most attacks worldwide? What type of shark is responsible for the second most attacks worldwide? Not looking for first, looking for second. Brody, you got this one? Pretty quick answer. No, I feel like this one could be some kind of trick question. Mm. Yeah, that's
3: what I'm thinking. Dude, Dude. I'm
1: telling you, don't don't anticipate them being trick questions. It has worked very poorly for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil the Engineer after this. Does everybody have an answer? Looking for the type of shark that's responsible for the second most attacks worldwide. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Great White. Savannah saying the less Great White. (laughs) Hayden saying Bull. Brody saying Tiger. Sam saying Bull. Marge saying Blue Shark. Corey saying Bull Shark. Randall saying Tiger Shark. Seth saying Great White. The correct answer is Tiger Shark. (laughs) Damn it. I
0: wrote that down for a while.
1: <laughs> a couple folks in the room got it right. The Great White is first uh, on the list with 351 attacks. Now I'm out of the game. The Tiger Shark is second <laughs> at 142, and the Bull Shark is third at 119. The rankings for fatal attacks are the same. Great Whites are first at 59, Tigers are second at 39, and Bulls are third At 26. I thought for sure it was one of them trick questions, man. Mm I thought it was
3: going to be like nurse or some dinky little show, Something
4: like that. Am I I out, Phil? We we have two questions left. Is Steve out of the game? Uh, Corey, Maggie, and Savannah are out of the game. Okay. And technically, Steve, Seth, Sam, Hayden, and Brody are still in the game with four points apiece. But Randall Williams has a two-point lead Ooh, and has six wow. points.
1: Randall. Really came on strong in the Have second. They finalized half of the game. all your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah. Still a probationary period. Question nine, the topic is biology. What type of biologist studies reptiles and amphibians? What type of biologist mm. studies reptiles and amphibians? This will do nothing. This will do nothing to change the relative scores. Doesn't look like Randall's going to get this one wrong. He's going to coast to an easy victory. <laughs> you, you almost had me. I thought you were going to say, it "Doesn't look like Randall's going to get this one right." <laughs> Can I change it still? Again, what type of biologist studies reptiles and? Amphibians, I was hoping for a couple that like only I would know. <laughs> Does
3: everybody have an answer? I feel like I'm being too specific, but I can't. I...
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying herpetologist, Savannah saying reptologist, <laughs> reptologist,
2: <laughs> repto- reptologist. Okay, reptologist.
1: <laughs> not, saying a lot of time on it. Herpetologist, Brody saying herpetologist, Sam without an answer, Marge without an answer, Corey saying neutologist. Randall saying herpetologist and Seth saying herpetologist. They got it. The correct answer is herpetologist. Some of the world's most famous herpetologists include Jeff Corwin and Steve Irwin, who are considered herpetological showmen. The average salary for a herpetologist in America is $67,000. Phil, we have one question left. What does the scoreboard look like?
4: Uh, The scoreboard looks like Randall Williams is our winner. Already? Already. Already. Just step still takes two Control. points with one question Dude, left. Dude doesn't even need the like the showdown. No, just, we're gonna <laughs> kneel on the ball here. And, just what, just run <laughs> and what is his score with one question left? He has seven points.
1: Seven points. With Brody, Hayden, Seth, and Steve uh having oh five.
4: God,
1: Randall, you're now chasing the Shelby index. If you get this one right. You will have hit it. Question 10. The topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us via John Honeycutt. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What word describes a man-made stack of rocks that's sometimes used to mark trails or graves? Spelling is important. Spelling is never important. <laughs> what word describes a man-made stack of rocks that's sometimes used to mark trails or graves? Randall, are you going to get this one right? Yes. It's okay. another layup that
0: doesn't do anything to change the realm. Yep. It's like you gave Randall like a bunch of questions uh-huh. that I knew... But erased. Uh-huh. I, I was, and then, I, and then it's, the minute he got a lead, it's all just... I was well fully hot. on board. I was fully on board with all the complaining when we were talking about the crickets. But
1: I feel like at this point, we just kind of need to move on, yeah. right? That's, that's cool. Well,
4: it's cool down here.
1: One more time. What word describes a man-made stack of rocks that's sometimes used to mark trails or graves? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Cairn. Savannah saying Gravehead. Hayden saying Karen. That spelling is so far <laughs> off.
0: That, that you, you know cannot spell
1: now, now <laughs> it. Now he's testing me. <laughs> and, Don't
4: give
0: it to him. That spelling is so matter. far off. <laughs> the, yeah, emerging,
1: meant, the emerging man. threat slowly. Very <laughs> <crescendo. Brody> good. <laughs> Brody saying Karen. Sam saying Karen. Marge saying Karen. Uh, Corey and Randall and Seth saying, Karen, we have a lot of very creative spellings in the room. The correct answer is C yeah, A like I R N. Karen. Although these are sometimes used as calculated markers, Karen building has become more destructive in the last decade. In 2018, Zion National Park begged visitors in a Facebook post to stop building them. They said this practice is vandalism and that it's destroying habitat. And creating erosion, leave no can trace. I can
0: I interject? Real what do quick? you got? I think that at at their best, uh, when you're hiking in an area and you get into an alpine area, mm-hmm. um, and over time because there's no obstacles, yep, people tend to like emerge into the area and then spread out. Sure, and so in trying to like to limit traffic in these. In Alpine Tundra, you would be like, okay, like here's a rough course. Yep. Even though you can go wherever you want, maybe you'd kind of stay on this little path. But it is. You go on some things and there's like eight
1: of them up there and people just make them for the the fun of it. Yeah, sometimes good, uh, but most often it's folks that just want a cool Instagram picture. Can I tell
0: you you one more little tidbit? What do you got? Um, In reading about Arctic Explorers, whenever they want to they leave a note, uh, about you know bob's dead we ate dave <laughs> maybe we're gonna be at death bay mm-hmm. you know for the winter they would m- write a note put it in a bottle or a tin go to a headland and make a giant rock cairn and then you know
3: someone three, five years three, later, three years later yeah. when someone's <laughs> looking for them. oh that's where they went
0: <laughs> how giant you talking big up to sea from a ship and oh, wow. it must have been sizable chunks. Been and then you dismantle it and find whatever they had, you know, whatever it was like, whatever dire, whatever dire news they had would be shared that way. Randall,
1: congrats on the victory. Eight correct answers. It's an authoritative Phenomenal game. Wow. Phenomenal, Phenomenal game. Well done, Thank sir. You. What happens next is you get to choose where the $500 donation goes from Meat Eater. So what's it going to be? I would like the $500 to go to the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. Oh, it's just like I won. <laughs> uh, Steve also claiming a victory and started another <laughs> round of clapping. <laughs> Don't worry, <I'm> <laughs> now, Randall, what do you like about them?
0: Uh, they're a wonderful employer. Uh, the, my previous employer prior to coming to Meat Eater, and oh. they do a lot of excellent
1: work, great folks, and uh, focus on substantive policy that makes life better for hunters and anglers. Good on you, Randall. That's a tier two competitor that came in here, mm-hmm. stepped toe-to-toe with you and Brody in tier one. He's joined tier took one. Took the victory. Well, oh, yeah, I it, like, tier
3: two is kind of like you don't even know the guy. How do you know he's
1: tier two? Uh, listen, or is Steve, Giannis now Steve Steve tier three? Is the one I thought he came in at tier two and Gianni
0: was two. bummed because Gianni was the only person in <laughs> tier two.
1: <laughs> oh, I get it. I see how
3: you're grading it now. Uh, yeah. He was okay. so lonely.
1: He's tier two until he's proven he's tier one. I okay, get it. and we'll flesh him out over the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, he's
0: like uh like you know, to take it to a sports analogy be like a um an untested but very excited draft pick. It's mm-hmm. yeah, good. Mm-hmm. You like that? That's I feel it. You know, like LeBron James came into the league, you know, had a strong
1: strong showing in my first round, won a championship this time, you know, mm-hmm. just keep going. We'll see. Well done, Randall. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins.
0: Hey, it's Steve here. Are you serious about hunting or self-defense? Well, starting in 1996, XS Sights took proven dot-the-eye sight pictures from firearms used on African safaris and applied that methodology to modern defensive handguns, all made in America and trusted by industry leaders. Meat Eater listeners can get an exclusive discount on the XS Sites website. So just go to XSSites.com and use code Meat Eater at checkout for 25% off. XS Sites, the fastest sites in any light. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.